welcome to the Fatherhood Podcast. I'm your host, Jamar Hudson, and you're in the fatherhood. As a new member of the hood, my goal is to use this podcast as a platform to talk about my journey as a new father. Part therapeutic, part informative, part educational. My goal is to talk about everything, from adjusting to getting no sleep, to changing diapers, to just hoping I get everything right. This podcast will be a space to share with you the joys, challenges, and fears of being a first-time father. Welcome to episode 18 of the Fatherhood Podcast. I'm your host, Jamar Hudson. I want you guys to bear with me uh, today as I'm fighting something that has my throat all messed up, but you know, I'm going to push through today as this is a very special episode we have. As this podcast continues to grow, I believe it's important to maximize this space and use a platform to help myself and other fathers to navigate our respective journeys. In doing so, I want to be able to tackle real life situations that we as fathers have encountered or will encounter along the way. And we're going to attempt to do that today as I want to talk about dealing with postpartum depression. And help me out as my very first female guest on the podcast. And I'm happy to welcome Ms. Jewel Daikin to the show. Jewel, welcome to the fatherhood. Hi, how are you? Thank you so much for having me. I'm great. And I'm glad we're finally able to get together. Those who are listening, you know, don't know the half of what we've had to deal with to get this episode <laughs> recorded. Uh, but I'm very excited. And Jewel, like I said, you're my first female guest on the Fatherhood Podcast. I'm excited to have you and I'm excited to span, expand on what, what I'm doing on this show. So before we get into our topic for today, just tell our listeners a little bit about yourself. Yes. Um, so my name is Jewel Dykeen. I am a licensed professional counselor. Um, I have been in the mental health field for over a decade now, and I graduated from George Mason University with my undergraduate degree in psychology and my master's in community agency counseling. And right now I am doing private practice, um, and I serve individuals 14 years of age and older. Um, so, yeah. And Jewel, you are, you're also a mom. So tell our listeners a little bit about your family. Yes. So I actually have the honor of being married to my high school sweetheart. Um, we have been married for 10 and a half years, and we share a five-year-old son together, Josiah, um, and we reside in the Northern Virginia area. Awesome. You know, Jewel, one of, one of the questions I ask all of my, my guy guests uh, on the Fatherhood Podcast is, is, what does being a father mean to you? So I'm going to ask you the question from a mom's perspective. What, is, what does being a mother mean to you? Absolutely. Um, it's a great question. Being a mom is just absolutely everything to me. It is literally all of my hopes and dreams kind of balled up into a little five-year-old ball of energy. Um, it is literally my greatest challenge and my greatest reward. Um, yeah, just my my everything. He is he's definitely kind of a mirror to me. I always tell my mommy friends that my mom tribe that I think our children are like our greatest mirrors and they kind of show us our strengths and our weaknesses, our areas of struggle, and they really challenge us to show up. Um, so my son is, is my motivator. He encourages me to show up at my best self as often as possible. So. In those five years, Jewel, that you've been a mother, how do you think that you have changed uh, personally? You kind of touched on it a little bit there, but kind of expand on, on that point. Yeah, I think the the last piece that I said is probably the biggest way in which I've changed. And there there's just a sense of accountability, um, a stronger sense rather than what was there prior to me becoming a mom. 
So I'm more intentional um, now that I've become a mother. I'm more intentional about my energy, um, what I give out and what I take in. I'm more intentional about my time and how that's spent, my actions, um, and just kind of how I present myself with that as a mom and as a wife. I know that although I always tease, my son is certainly my husband's shadow. They are literally like best friends. Um, but I know he's watching me as well. And he's watching the way that I carry myself in our home, in our community, and with the people that we're connected to, whether it be strangers or friends and family. Um, so my life has changed a lot because I'm certainly more intentional about what I do and how I present. Um, and also my priorities. My, my family is definitely my number one priority and making sure that everything is taken care of on the home front. Um, I think becoming a mom has really pushed me into that role. Emery is actually five months old um, as we record this episode, so time is flying. But but throughout the process of, of my wife's pregnancy and even during the five months um, that Emery's been around, there are just some things that, that I have learned um, that I had no idea about the process of pregnancy and the process of uh, things that a lot of women go through um, post-pregnancy. So I kind of wanted a woman's perspective on that, also a mom. And so we're going to touch on postpartum depression and yeah. postpartum issues. Um, hopefully that can help not only myself out, but other fathers as we navigate through, uh, through that space, especially as new dads. Um, so just, Jewel, just define what is postpartum depression? Yeah. So before I go into that, I want to kind of explain a term that I'm going to use um, maybe throughout this or maybe interchangeably. And so as a field, we're really moving towards the direction of looking at perinatal, um, peri including both literally like a little bit before pregnancy, during pregnancy and after. So when we look at what we're calling postpartum depression, some of that um, is is influenced by what's happening during the pregnancy and what's happened before. So I, I kind of like the term perinatal because it's kind of all encompassing. So when we're looking at um, postpartum in particular, um, so after the baby is born, postpartum depression is actually a mood disorder and it affects women after childbirth and it can affect anywhere from 15 to 20% of women. Um, and so when we're looking at postpartum depression, it's more of the extreme feelings that come after having the baby. So one of the things that's important to remember is once we have the baby as women, from the moment that the birthing process happens and the baby's on the outside world, our hormones drop significantly, like almost instantly. The progesterone and the estrogen literally drop um, immediately. So our bodies are trying to regulate after being um, high, higher on those hormones for about the past 10 months. So that in itself kind of leans um, to having different emotions and different hormonal effects. So um, when we're looking at postpartum in particular, we're looking at extreme feelings of sadness, of anxiety, of exhaustion. Uh, we're also looking at feelings of sometimes incompetency and restlessness, tiredness, irritability. Um, and so it's important to understand that these feelings are so severe or so strong that they're impacting your daily functioning, your ability to care for yourself as well as your family. So, Drew, I'm going to be honest with you and, and with our listeners. I'm, I'm learning a lot um, 
still, and I'm learning uh, hopefully more through this conversation. So I apologize in advance if some of the questions uh, seem a little dumb, but that's that's the point of the conversation to kind of help and 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 educate um, men and fathers about this this issue. So how common is is this for for mothers? So postpartum depression is actually. Um, less common than what we call baby blues. So postpartum depression happens to about 15 to 20% of women. And and what are some other postpartum related issues? Because it, is it always quote unquote depression or are there other postpartum related issues or categories that, that moms deal with? Yeah, no, it's not always depression. It can also be anxiety. So moms who are experiencing separation anxiety, that can be a part of the postpartum kind of mood disorder as well. Um, There's also physical pain that can be manifested um, during postpartum recovery. And it's not just tied to the birthing process, but because the person or the mother may be experiencing such strong um, kind of mental and emotional strain, it can also manifest itself physically. So yeah, there's issues with forming bonds with the baby. There's issues with um, eating too little or too much. Sleep, um, that's obviously, I'm, some, I'm sure you're aware of this now, but sleep is affected um, for everyone, right? The mother and the father. And typically though, the reason we want to get a bit more concerned is that the sleep issues or the issues that we're talking about, particularly for postpartum, are lasting more than two weeks. And at this point, they're not kind of fixing themselves, right? So this is when it's kind of more of, a, of an issue um, in that it's lasting longer and it's more intense. So sometimes you're going to be experiencing um, feelings of anger and rage, trouble concentrating, um, difficulty remembering details and making decisions, um, moody, worried, um, just constant anxiety can also be some of the symptoms that go into postpartum depression as well. So, so I guess from, from a father's perspective, um, even going back during pregnancies, I, I guess the most common you know, response or reaction we as dads get um, when we're dealing, we see our, our wives or significant others dealing with this is, whoa, where did this come from? You know, this seemingly came out of nowhere and it kind of catches us uh, off guard, so to speak. So, how do we, as as dads, deal with this? Is there anything we can do to prepare for it? Like, just kind of take us a little bit through that. Yeah. I think the biggest thing for dads um, that I think would be helpful is communication and also information. So knowing about postpartum depression and the risk of that before the baby is born um, and having that conversation. So I remember, for example, for my husband and myself, when we went in with the OBGYN, That was something we talked about, not because I was predisposed to depression, but one, I'm a therapist. So I was already (laughs) kind of very much aware of that going in. And my husband wanted to be really clear on what the signs and symptoms were and what to look for um, and when to be concerned. So it's a big thing. I think the biggest thing to answer your question is information gathering um, before the baby's born, because as you know, and I'm sure your listeners know, Um, Once the baby's here, there's very little time to get on Mm -hmm. Google and all of that Mm -hmm. stuff to learn those things, right? So it's important to know the information going in and to have the conversations. Um, I think that's the biggest thing is information and communication with your partner. So so when having those conversations and, and, you know, doing our research and information gathering, what are some questions that we need to be asking, 
you know, our, our, our wives, significant others, or what should we be, you know, reading about and learning about to prepare us better? So with postpartum depression, it's important to understand that there's no one single cause of it, but there are things that can make you predisposed. So if prior to or during the pregnancy, you're having uh, physical or emotional stress, that can make you predisposed. If you have a history of depression or anxiety or just mental health issues in general, that can make you predisposed. So those are conversations that should be had um, between the partners um, during the pregnancy so that everyone's on the same page. If you, um, for women who have struggled with depression prior to pregnancy, you're at a higher risk of developing postpartum depression. So if you know that your partner has struggled with that, that's definitely a conversation that you want to have. Um, same thing with anxiety. If anxiety was an issue prior to pregnancy, you have a higher likelihood of experiencing anxiety postpartum. Um, so you want to be able to talk about those things. Um, the other thing to be aware of is it's only really in extreme cases that doctors will prescribe um, antidepressants or anti-anxiety medications. So you want to look at what are some alternatives if that's something that you want to maybe avoid. Great. Miss Miss Jewel Dykeen is, is joining on the Fatherhood Podcast today. Fellas, I hope you're taking taking notes. I definitely am, am jotting some things down to remember to apply uh, in my life. So where Jewel, where do we as fathers go wrong um, when trying to manage or deal with our our, our wives or sneak and others uh, postpartum related issues? Um, I think husbands or partners, men in general kind of go wrong because I think that there's kind of a savior syndrome <laughs> that comes up with men mm-hmm. and it's well-intended and, and oftentimes it's super helpful. But I think the biggest thing is being able to communicate. Um, I think even for, for my family, my husband was in problem solving mode. So if something was going on um, as we were adjusting to our new baby, he wanted to figure out how do I solve this? And sometimes what's most helpful is just listening. Um, it's just asking, what is it that you need? What will be helpful for you? So instead of looking at it, looking at it as a problem to solve, look at it as a conversation to have. What is it that you need? Um, don't just assume. So ask your partner, um, what would be beneficial for her? Whether it's, you know, an hour break or being able to talk and vent or having visitors over or not having visitors over that's another thing. Um, it's just really about being able to identify what's needed in that moment and having flexibility because what's needed today may look completely different tomorrow. So asking those questions as the partner, as the, the father is really, really important. What is it that you need today? What is it that you need in this moment that could make things better? You know, I'm definitely uh, guilty of trying to be Mr. Fix-It and, and having that savior um, complex. And I think a lot of men are. Um, they want to kind of rectify the situation and, and be a problem solver. But, but Jewel, I have to tell you, you know, a lot of times uh, you women and uh, significant others, they're not, you guys aren't holding up a sign to tell us this is what's wrong. You know, a lot of times, you know, at least in my experiences and other guys' experiences I've talked to, you know, sometimes you guys shut down. So how do we navigate those type of situations? Yeah, so that's where it would go back to information because sometimes we can't tell you what's wrong because we don't know. We can't describe it. We just know something's off or something doesn't feel right. Or And, and, and being a mom or being a new mom, sometimes there's some guilt that comes with that or 
um, especially if you're unable to soothe the baby, if there's issues with latching, all of those things can also trigger depressive symptoms. So sometimes your partner cannot explain what's going on. So you're right. There's not like a sign that's being held up. Um, So that's why I think the information piece that I was saying earlier is so important so that you know the signs to look out for. So if your partner is is having crying spells that are lasting longer than two weeks, if they're irritable, if they are afraid to be alone with the baby, um, things like that, and it's ongoing and becoming worse, that's when you need to look at getting a professional involved. That's when you need to start having these conversations. Is there a, a time period for, I guess, how long this lasts um, post-birth or, or is that not a thing? Yeah, it is. So so let's break this down. So there's two things that happen. And oftentimes I have clients that will come in and say, I don't know if I'm having like just regular baby blues or is it postpartum? How do I tell the difference? It's really important to look at that. So when we, we try to differentiate between postpartum and baby blues, it's about the level of intensity and the duration. So baby blues actually affects 80% of mothers. 80% of mothers are affected by baby blues. And that typically onsets from like the first few days after birth um, for one to two weeks. Anything after two weeks, you're looking at signs of postpartum. The other thing about postpartum is it doesn't always happen right away. I've had friends that say, I was completely fine. And then six months later, all of a sudden, you know, I just felt this cloud over my head. I couldn't, you know, kind of get out of this funk. That too is postpartum. So when we look at the research, the onset can be up to 12 months um, after delivering the baby for, for postpartum depression. Wow. Uh, I just learned something. Uh, I, I wasn't aware of that. That's, uh, that's some good information. So what are some practical things, uh, Jewel, or just, you know, pra- best practices, so to speak, that, that fathers can, can uh, you know, do to, to help moms out in, in this situation? Yeah, um, I think I think some practical things that fathers can do um, would be being attentive, being active, um, taking the lead sometimes in regards to the baby. I think there's kind of this association with mom and baby. And since mom carried and, you know, all of that, then the mom is maybe a bit more responsible for the nurturing piece. And so having mm-hmm. the dad step in wherever he can. So if you are bottle feeding, having dad take over and do that. One of the things that worked really well for my husband and I is we kind of had shifts and we really talked about um, what we needed from each other. There were times he was exhausted and I you know, stepped in or vice versa. So it's really about seeing what works for your lifestyle and being able to have those conversations. But I would say just for general purposes, I would look at um, just making sure that you're taking the baby sometimes that you're encouraging your wife to do some of the things that she enjoys that's maybe outside of the house if that's something she's ready to do. Again, having those conversations don't necessarily push it on her. Um, but also helping your wife to set boundaries. Um, some people are super, super fortunate to have a big village and a loving and supportive network, and that's great. But if you're exhausted and you don't feel uh, prepared to entertain visitors or to have people over, being able to set those boundaries, um, not just with her, but for her, if that's something she can't do. Um, I think some of the other things that are helpful is just giving her a break um, and helping her with going to appointments, expressing your concerns. The biggest issue, and I will say this, Jamar, that kind of comes off, 
is delivery. How are you, um, as the man, as the father, as the husband or the partner, how are you delivering the message of concern? How are you delivering the message of, hey, I think you should get out. Maybe you should go get a manicure. Maybe you should get a pedicure. It's really, really important to talk about the way in which you're delivering it. So using I statements is a big thing. So I feel really worried about you. I've noticed you've been crying a lot or you're more irritable. Do you notice that? Ask your spouse, does she notice what you're noticing? Um, Those are really important things to look at as well. So uh, along those lines, conflict resolution, you know, when, when, you know, first five, six, seven months. Um, obviously, there's some life adjustments that happen. Both of you and your your, your partner, you're not getting much sleep. Uh, on top of that, dealing with some postpartum issues. So, when conflicts come about, as as they most certainly will, what advice would you give um, dads and, and moms to handle that during that period of time? I would say, um, pick your battles. The reality is, I would say the first five to eight months that the baby is born, neither mom nor dad are functioning at their best. Both parents are in an adjustment uh, period and you're trying to get used to having this new amazing bundle of joy that is completely and totally reliant on you. Um, And that affects the mom and the dad. And even if the dad isn't as active, that still affects him because it's affecting their partner. So it's really, really important to pick your battles. Is this really worth Is this a fight really worth having at this moment? Are we in a space where we can even communicate about this effectively? Um, Is my partner going to be able to hear me and hear the concerns? Um, Or is this a time where, you know what, he's sleep deprived, I'm sleep deprived. We may need to table this conversation. So when you're looking at conflict resolution, you have to remember that the goal is resolution. So you have to ask, am I in the space to address this? And is he or she in the space to receive it for us to actually resolve this? And if not, it's okay to table those conversations um, because you have to be aware of the fact that both of you are just not functioning on all cylinders in that beginning period of adjusting to parenthood Um, and giving each other that grace. I think another big thing for conflict resolution is grace. It's understanding that the other person is trying the best that they can at this moment with what they have, energy included. Yeah, yeah. You know, once once we as men find out, you know, our wives, significant others are are expecting or pregnant, you know, we it's it's not about us anymore. Uh, we immediately take a back seat and make sure that that you you ladies are taken care of and that the baby is taken care of all the way through the pregnancy, through delivery. And, and postpartum. But, but I have to ask, Jewel, you know, we, you know, we as dads get frustrated too sometimes and not, we don't necessarily deal with those postpartum issues, but there, you know, we, there's some emotional um, things that, that guys go through as well. Um, what can we do uh, to, to deal with some of those emotions? So let, let me say this piece, because I think it's really important for your listeners to hear um, in regards to this piece as well. Postpartum depression or postpartum mood disorder or perinatal issues are real for men as well. So men actually Mm. do get postpartum depression. The statistics or the likelihood is a bit lower than the woman, obviously because of the hormonal differences, but men too can exhibit the same exact symptoms as their female partner who carried the baby. 
So that's one thing that I think is very important to clarify is that men can have postpartum depression as well as postpartum anxiety as well. Um, and so that's a, that's a really big thing to, to kind of explore. Um, and I think for men, what is helpful um, is having a unit. Women really do um, kind of lean on one another a bit more. We talk about the deeper things and the insecurities and all of those things. And because some men, again, not all, but some men are more problem solving, uh, more solution focused, they don't get into the deep feeling stuff. Um, with each other. And so I think it's really important for men to develop a tribe of their own, um, of other fathers that they can rely on, that they can ask questions for, or ask questions with rather, and also to go and get professional help when they need it as well. Um, That's okay. Um, Making sure that you're having good self-care as the father is really big. So going to the gym, eating right, um, having time to yourself, those things are equally as important for you. I tell parents this all the time. If your gas tank, so to speak, is empty, then what you're going to be giving to your children, to your partner, to your household is only fumes. So you have to make sure that your gas tank is full as well. Whether you're the father or the mother, it's important that you're doing things to recharge yourself. In your your experience, Jewel, what, what is the most common, I guess, issue or concern that couples, moms and dads bring to you when dealing with their um, postpartum uh, issues, as much as you can share uh, publicly, obviously? Right. Um, I think the most common issue, honestly, that comes up with couples uh, dealing with postpartum issues is the loss of um, priority for their relationship. Hmm. It is very difficult for new parents to learn to balance being parents and being partners. And I always tell people, if the partnership is weak, it will influence the way that you parent. So I think the biggest struggle that I've seen in doing couples work and working with women and men, both individually and collectively, is that there's a loss of partnership. And sometimes that too influences those postpartum mood issues is that you feel abandoned sometimes when things are all about the baby. Because again, you have this human being who's completely reliant on you. And sometimes the attention is focused totally on that baby and you lose um, the sense of connection with your partner. Um, And so I think that's the biggest issue I see. And so keeping first things first. I think um, making sure that you're strengthening that partnership is imperative um, to how you parent. But that that can be a challenge for some parents, um, Jewel, who may not have a, a support system or family and friends uh, in the area. So they're, they're just stuck with this, them and their husband, them and their, their, their partner. So, you know, what do you, what do you say in, to the folks in those situations? Yeah. Um, to the folks in those situations who, and I, I actually have, couples who are struggling with that, who are not normally um, or originally from this area, so they don't have that support system. But having quality time with your spouse and and you don't have that support system and you're not in the space yet where you are trusting a babysitter or neighbors and things like that, that's okay. Quality time can literally be the baby asleep in the bassinet and the two of you are sitting on the couch together with no phones, no laptops, no distractions, 
and you're just together. You're just talking. You're having a glass of wine or a cup of tea, whatever the case may be, and you guys are connecting. So it doesn't have to be anything extravagant, no like going out or... It doesn't. And the reality is very few couples have the opportunity to go out just themselves in the first few months after delivering a baby. That's not always the norm for everyone. Um, those who do, they're super fortunate, but that's not always the case. So I always tell couples, get creative. I don't care if you're playing you know, a card game with each other or Monopoly or Uno, whatever you're doing and you're in your home, it's about doing it together. It doesn't have to be this lavish, we're going to have date night in the city. It doesn't have to be all of that. It's just about connecting. You can sit on the sofa in your pajamas that you've been wearing for three days because that's how it is when you're a new parent. That's okay. It's a, It's about connecting without distraction. Does it change for fathers and parents um, of multiple kids versus parents um, like, like a father like me who, who's had his first child? Does, does that dynamic of postpartum um, related issues change? With multiple children? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, even with the postpartum depression, if you had it with your first, if the, the mother had it with their first child and struggled with that, um, they're at a higher risk of having it with the, the following children. So that's one thing to always be aware of as well. Um, and with more children comes more responsibility. Um, mm-hmm. And so, of course, it's definitely going to affect. And so my friends and I, we always talk about the things that didn't require as much energy prior to children now require that much more intention behind it um, in order to make those things happen. Um, so it's, it's really about being intentional and the more children you have, the more obligations you have, the more you have to be intentional to kind of keep that partnership, partnership strong and to, um, really be able to focus on your role as a parent. Um, so yeah, it definitely changes when you have multiple children. Great. Last question for you, Joel, and I really appreciate you taking the time to to talk with me. I think our listeners have gotten some some valuable information from 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 some of the the points you've made. Um, obviously, this 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 podcast is is focused on on fathers. So, what advice would you give any moms who are listening to the podcast about how to deal with their husbands, boyfriends, um, significant others during the postpartum uh, depression stage? Yeah. Um, so the advice that I would give mothers for dealing with their partners during the postpartum stage is to be honest, to be open as much as you can with what you're struggling with, with what you're, what you're feeling and what you're needing from your partner. Um, it's really important for that. Um, so I think leaning on your partner, being open, but also being open with your village, with the group of women or family members that you have. It's really important. I think it's it's parenthood is not something that can happen on an island. You need people around you that are going to lift you up, that are going to encourage you, that you can trust. So um, to the moms out there, be honest, be vulnerable, be real with what you're feeling and ask for help. It is OK to ask for help. Um, I think that that's a very important thing. Great. Well, Joel, thank you so much for joining me on the Fatherhood Podcast today. Before I let you go, tell people how they can get in touch with you um, to, to kind of learn more about what you have going on. And maybe they, they may need a therapist or someone to reach out to. Yes, absolutely. So um, you can visit uh, our website, which is 
lifeenrichmentcounseling.com. And all of my information is listed there. You can also email me at Jewel, J-E-W-E-L-L-E, Daikin, D-A-Q-U-I-N-L-P-C at gmail.com. And those are the best ways to reach me. Awesome. Well, Jewel, thank you so much for joining me on the Fatherhood Podcast. You're welcome. Thank you so much for having me. Have a great night. I want to thank Jewel for joining me on the podcast today. And as always, thank you for listening. You know, I sound horrible. <laughs> I can admit that. But uh, thank you all for, for sticking with me uh, today and, and, and bearing with me as I work through this, uh, whatever, whatever it is that I have. Um, to the moms out there, thank you for listening as well. Granted, this is a fatherhood podcast, but I hope that I'm producing content that can be beneficial to both fathers uh, and mothers. And as it pertains to this topic that we discussed today, I just want to thank moms for for being patient with us as fathers as we try to figure things out to be the best uh, partners and fathers uh, that we can be. As always, you can find the show on social media at The Fatherhood Podcast on Instagram. And on Facebook, you can like The Fatherhood Podcast page uh, at Jamar Hudson on my personal pages on Instagram and Twitter. So thank you all for listening. I'll be back next Saturday, hopefully with a much better voice. I'm Jamar Hudson, and this is The Fatherhood. Fatherhood.